If you listen and enjoy our show, we're in the middle of a fundraising drive. So if you could go to thebillshow.net, go and press the patron button, you can sponsor us. And that would help pay for stuff. Click the patron button. You'll be glad you did. You'll get a nice warm feeling down in the bottom of the cockles of your heart. And now, on with the show. Hello, it's Bernie here. Evidently, Bill and Randy want me to tell you people that you shouldn't listen to the show at work or in front of kids because they're swearing. Swearing in the show. There's a few fucks, a few shits, and some words I can't even pronounce. And I'm almost sure that they are drunk, but they're still not part of the 2%. What are they going to play now? Loud music? Jesus, I don't need this crap. Good to see you all out there. Uh, I hope you had a good time with our uh, last episode when I was I was talking to Drift Glass and Blue Gal at the Professional Left. Boy, we had a good time there. It was good fun, and uh, I send my best off to them as I do all the time. The only reason that I have a podcast. Uh, those of you who uh, sit down and join our regularly semi-monthly, monthly get-togethers bantering about U.S. politics and the fate of the world. I got uh, some news for you. Uh, unfortunately, my co-banterer, the amazing and fact-filled Randy, is in uh, Santa Barbara again, and uh, unfortunately, it's not for the best of reasons. Um, we send our dearest wishes to my dear friend who had to make a long trip back that many of us who you know, are Americans living overseas... Uh, dread uh, when a family member in America passes away. Now, if you're anything like me, your airplane bill is huge. <laughs> but when a family member in America passes, it's 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 uh, awful and even more gutting when it's apparent. And Randy's dad has passed away at 94, so um, he's spending time with his mother. And we here at the show, uh, well, that's me. <laughs> we here in our vast staff here at the Bill Show. Uh, love him. We love Randy. I love Randy. He's a sweetheart. And uh, I wish him the best and the best to his family. So this is going to be a bit of a a different show this week. You know, I mean, you're kind of... You're locked with me, you know, and I'm sorry. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work out. But listen, what I've decided to do is downstairs here at the Bill Show Studios, our vast multiplex 
here in the Australian wilderness, uh, we have uh, what is what I like to call uh, a winter wheel. You know, one of those wheels that you get at carnivals. And I've put topics of stuff we can talk about on what we're calling now the Bill Show Prize Wheel of News and Depression. Whatever it lands on, we're going to have a bit of a chat about, okay? And uh, you, can, you can sit there and chat with me. I, I, I'm eager to hear you. And, of course, you can always reach us at the Bill Show... All right, and how do you get in touch with us? Well, if you if you go and you you write us at uh, billsonxpr at gmail dot com, billsonxpr at gmail dot com, and tell me where you stand and what you're thinking. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're dragged we dragged this out from downstairs. Would you bring it up, please? Thank you, thank you very much. All right, and now it's time for our prize wheel. That will invoke us all to take Valium. Uh, so skip, give a spin of that wheel, would you please? Go ahead. It's landed on Herschel Walker. Yay! <laughs> Herschel Walker, that that is a uh, that is something that's come to light today. That that has been a fun thing for me. <laughs> There's something about a Republican who gets on the holy of the now bad bandwagon and comes undone. And you know, with Republicans, it's always some really you know awful shit. You know, <laughs> with Democrats, it's like you know, oh, you know, they had a blowjob. You know, it's like, eh, you know, it, you know, remember, this is a party that told us that Bill Clinton should be impeached for having a blowjob. I am not kidding you. I was alive during that happening. Well, now it seems Herschel Walker and I've, I I looked up Herschel Walker uh, on, uh, you know, his, his background. Evidently, he did a lot of football playing a long time ago. And it's very refreshing knowing that the GOPs, they should recruit. Now that we know about concussions in sports, I, I think that the GOP is going to be raiding that front line of any NFL club for their next Senate candidates. Because <laughs> those are obviously the guys we want. <laughs> guys have been running headfirst into fucking granite for 30 years and then ask them to, make economic policy um whether it's on the football field you know this was what uh uh his 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 website herschel.com whether on the football field in the classroom at the olympics in mixed martial arts not marital arts he's not good at that <laughs> but i digress uh as ceo for multiple businesses you know what he did this is absolutely true because i looked it up and it's real because you know I, I research everything. Uh, evidently, he had a, a chicken part manufacturing firm. You know, he evidently, he, he he was like uh, making chicken. But in actuality, he had nothing to do with actually, you know, preparing chicken or doing anything like that. He lent his name to a bunch of businesses. Uh, and, you know, a lot of them 
ended up being sued. Uh, check it out. It's it's all there, you know. I mean, and this was there before he ran. Or as spokesman for the Patriot Support Program, I don't know. Herschel's work ethic, commitment to excellence, and love for America has inspired millions. Really? Millions? Fuck. <laughs> I don't seem to remember millions. Well, maybe a few. I don't you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just out of the loop. Now he's tackling, ha, ha, tackling his next challenge, uh, winning a seat in the United States Senate. You know, Herschel uh, has a lot of public speaking. Uh, this is something that I think it's Sam Cedar came up with uh, the other day. Uh, he, he, every time someone's, you know, in a room, Herschel talks. <laughs> Now, it used to be that was a problem even for Republicans. I mean, if you couldn't actually fucking talk, you know what I mean? You know, and it's like if you if you, you had to be conscious, you had to have a cover story that maybe you could do the thing that you're being elected to do. Herschel Walker is a miracle. He has none of that. And and so many of the, the, the GOP just they don't have any qualifications or the brain power. To do anything other than, but that doesn't bother the Republicans now. So uh, this is uh, Herschel talking about abortion, which this is, I love this. Okay, this is Herschel from Sam Cedar. Uh, this is Herschel talking about abortion rights. Okay, and by the way, Herschel will tell you he's against abortion. Warrior for God. And God told me, Thou shalt not kill. Remember, my guy I'm running against said, Woman can kill her baby. That's what he said. He's also said if a baby survived an abortion, he uh, voted to uh, deny that baby uh, medical care. And how extreme can that be? And he's a pastor. And I said, Thou shalt not kill. You know, he's uh, seemed to be relish on a woman killing her baby. And he's a pastor. So that's the reason. Getting most abortions after 15 weeks. What's your stance on that? You know, I believe in life. I'm a Christian. I believe in life. And I and it is strange that my opponent, and no one is talking about that, he seemed to be uh, uh, really excited about uh, a woman killing her baby. Well, what is his term? It's not right to have the doctor and the patient and the government in the same room. And I said, do you not realize that there's a baby in that room, too? life and, uh, and I'm not going to apologize for it and you know and I think it should be in the states but if I had to vote right now it would be yes strange because I say I'm a Christian right now you say you're a Christian and they said Herschel what do you think of they asked me all these questions I'm like did I not say I'm a Christian <laughs> that means you're supposed to be pro-life I, I thought I thought you're supposed to be pro-life and I believe I believe him from the womb to the tomb. Because this is what's so interesting. You never know who's that baby's going to be. You also don't know which baby that's going to be. Because, uh, of course, we know now that we've been digesting on our news. You know something? Evidently, uh, Herschel... Uh, he he riled up some people because uh, they, oh, that's bullshit, really. <laughs> so they they riled up some people because he was so much against abortion, and uh, then we find out, of course, he paid for abortion. Yeah, 
he paid for an abortion. The woman had not only had he denied it, and then the woman came out with the receipts. <laughs> A canceled check for the abortion with his autograph on it. And what I love, the pièce de résistance of this, is he wrote her a get well card. (laughs) (laughs) He's polite, you know? It's like, it's not a backroom deal. It's kind of like, best wishes on your abortion. (laughs) Just, just wanted to leave you, leave you with something, <laughs> and then, oh God, man, listen, uh, he's got a son that is also evidently he's uh, a millennial uh, TikTok conservative who who is a ma- he's worked in mega events and evidently he's a TikTok sensation. This kid. And uh, evidently, he, uh, he'd had quite enough of, of dad. <laughs> you know, when the horseshit got up to a point where I can't breathe, you know? And I do identify this, is that when, when you, there is a point for, for which you just cannot, it, it's just physically impossible to gag wretch listening to another piece of shit lie. <laughs> So this is uh, his son who uh, had something to say on TikTok. You probably heard it before. Uh, let's entertain ourselves a while. Here we go. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values, people. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I was silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies. When you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this candidate. That's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. Uh, let me just say that you, you knew it was a millennial because in the end, it's it, it, A, about him and he's the victim. You know, I was sitting there watching the kid and I'm sitting there going, the atrocities done against my mom. You know what atrocities are? You have a millennial little piece of shit. Ukraine, that's an atrocity, okay? What happened to you? You're wearing a, you're wearing a Bel Air t-shirt, okay? <laughs> you have never seen an atrocity in your life. Bad parenting, yes. But it's all about you. The terrible indignities, my God. I'm sure you're fucked up, but I don't think your house is floating away. You're not getting AIDS or, and you're not being shot at. So let's put some perspective on this just to say that, number one. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean it, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How about me? Well, how am I feeling? You know, yeah, okay, I get that. Okay, but you tear that away, and I get why the kid's pissed off. <laughs> There's so much bullshit of which he will not put, you know? I also have a picture in my mind of Herschel Walker's campaign manager. 
doing crack. <laughs> you know, in some public toilet. <laughs> Listening to this or reading it for the first time. I don't know, trying to find a vein for some heroin. <laughs> I'd say after this league of of actual fucking fembots and 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 you know pitcher weary fucking retards, they've actually put as candidates to this elect this primary like look, guys, if we cannot win this and they've stood against Rovers Wade. And I understand today Biden has also made it so that, you know, he's pardoned the federal criminals that, you know, are the guys who smoke the joint. Um, yeah. If you can't win with this bunch of fucking nuts, and I don't want to ever be, uh, I, you're going to have a hard time hiring campaign managers uh, for uh, the Republican Party because they're, <laughs> they're going to drop like flies. They are. But you know what was really disturbing? And then, you know, I was ha- I was having that thought. And uh, I'm going to look right now. Yeah, this is real time. This is me sitting here on my computer. Uh, and I'm going to sit there and go, okay, what is the, uh, the spread right now in Georgia? Okay. All right, the last spread in Georgia... He's got a 12-point lead, is what I'm saying. He's got a 12-point lead. So we're talking about 38% of of Georgians who would basically elect a dish mop. 38% of Georgians are okay with this guy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. Do you believe in Christ? Yes. Do you believe how many kids he's had out of well? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You know, it's like Satan could be running. In fact, has. And they, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, why? Because God wants us to. Let's take a, a, a turn in that wheel again. Okay, here we go. Enough of, enough of Herschel. Uh, let's try this one. Let's give this a little uh, a tip there. Oh, there's a lot of nastiness in the world. Have a look. Nuclear Armageddon. Oh, by the way, just on the by and by. While Herschel Walker was providing a little comedy, uh, uh, evidently, uh, we're on the edge of nuclear Armageddon. You know, it's it's that. I was sitting there in my, uh, I, I was literally sitting in my chair. We are living in weird times, we are so fucked up that a story about the American president saying, you know what? We might be headed toward nuclear Armageddon. It doesn't really phase us. I'm going on the street. I have this theory of kind of like when people are going to find we're going to finally fucking French fry our innards like we've been predicting for the last, oh, I don't know ever since the nuclear age started. And I, I find the boredom factor rather impressive here. <laughs> this is not what I imagined nor saw in any movies. <laughs> hey, you know, we might be heading toward Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Herschel Walker is really stupid. You know that? <laughs> 
You know something? You know what's good on Netflix this week, too? All right, here we go. Uh, this, this is what I listened to on my television. 9-11, President Joe Biden is delivering a stark warning tonight about the dangers of Russian President Vladimir Putin's nuclear threats. Speaking at a Democratic fundraiser, Biden says the risk of nuclear Armageddon is at the highest it's been since the Cuban Missile Crisis. His words come as Russia continues to face military setbacks in Ukraine. Last week, Putin announced the illegal annexation of four Ukrainian regions, saying he would use all available means to keep them. Despite Biden's warning, U.S. officials say they have not seen a change in Russia's nuclear posture. Hello, I'm Mark Brown. Get more great ABC7 content by clicking the subscribe button for our YouTube channel. You're all going to die. Check out our YouTube channel. Yep. By the way, I, I, you know, the thing is, I did check out a YouTube channel when I got that uh, clip, right? And I checked out a YouTube channel and had an ad for it for people who were bullish on crypto. <laughs> you know, I don't think we should be that bullish on anything right now. I, I, what are the investment opportunities for, the, you know, a future with the uh, possible demise of all humanity and life on Earth? I don't know. I, talk to your broker. That's what I do. Make some phone calls, you know. What stocks are big in the, uh, you know, post-dystopian era? There's going to be a lot of uh, money invested in, you know, sticks. Rocks. I don't know. Snot. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, folks, on that light note, I don't know why I'm laughing about this. I don't know why. Sometimes it's like Albert Brooks said it in uh, broadcast news. He said, look, sometimes everything gets so off the wall bad, it, it gets funny. It's get, You could have funny. Well, one of, one of the things I said to one of my friends is, you know, it's like they have those science fiction um, fantasy books in which there's a bad universe where, like, Hitler becomes the president or something and the good universe which has another timeline we are that other universe you know we're, we're we're the universe that where shit happens we're the twilight zone universe i hadn't figured it out yet but i'm beginning to think it is uh listen we'll be back after this short comic pause sure is quiet out there uh, too quiet Picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. I always like to end on a positive note, so here is a rousing, uplifting song which is guaranteed to cheer you up. When you attend a funeral, it is sad to think that sooner or later those you love will do the same for you. And you may have thought it tragic not to mention other adjectives to think of all the weeping they will do. But don't you worry, no more ashes, no more sackcloth, and an armband made of black cloth will someday never more adorn a sleeve. For if the bomb that drops on you Gets your friends and neighbors too. 
There'll be nobody left behind to grieve And we will all go together when we go What a comforting fact that is to know Universal bereavement and inspiring achievement Yes, we all will go together when we go We will all go together when we go All suffused with an incandescent glow No one will have the endurance To collect on his insurance Lloyds of London will be loaded when they go We will all fry together when we fry French fried potatoes by and by There will be no more misery When the world is our rotisserie Yes, we all will fry together when we fry We will all bake together when we bake There'll be nobody present at the wake With complete participation in that grand incineration Nearly three billion hunks of well-done steak char together when we char and let there be no moaning of the bar just sing out a tedium when you see that icbm and the party will be come as you are we will all burn together when we burn there'll be no need to stand and wait your turn when it's time for the fallout and St. Peter calls us all out, we'll just drop our agendas and adjourn. We will all go together when we go, every hot and tot and every Eskimo. When the air becomes uranius, we will all go simultaneous. Yes, we all will go together when we all go together. Yes, we all will go together when we go. Howdy, everybody. This is Bill Clinton, and you're listening to the Bill Show Podcast. And now tonight, folks, I'm going to end with a, well, a bit of a special comment. You know, in the past few weeks, the media has gone demented, clutching their pearls with the bombshell news that the GOP is a racist organization. This is only bombshell to those who have lived in a drafty closet for the last 50 years. Tommy Tuberville, Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's the same playbook. The GOP's history of race-baiting and appealing to Southern hicks and white grievance has been a game plan for victory since the universal scumbag and former impeached president, Richard Nixon, figured out that appealing, baiting, and encouraging racism was a winning plan for stealing the Southern states in nationwide elections. Let's go back to the year 1964, well before Trump. That's when the Democratic Party did something unforgivable to the Southern racist voter. They passed the Civil Rights Act. That's when a senator named Strom Thurmond, who, when running for president as a Dixiecrat in 1948, declared that, and I quote, all the laws of Washington and all the bayonets of the army army cannot force the Negro into our homes, our schools, our churches, or our places of recreation. This is not to say that Strom wouldn't allow a Negro in his bed. After he was dead, it was revealed that he had his way with the help by siring a black daughter by having sex with a domestic servant when she was 15 years old. That, of course, was rape and pedophilia, but that didn't bother him. 
1968, this guy teamed up with Richard Nixon, the 1968 Republican presidential candidate. And Thurman, the diseased maniac that he was, convinced Nixon that a Republican could win the South if he was willing to dog-whistle racism to Southern voters. Along with H.R. Haldeman, they developed what was called the Southern Strategy by emphasizing to white voters in the South that the whole problem is really the blacks. The key is to devise a system that recognized this while not appearing to. Nixon won the 1968 election by carrying seven southern states, a remarkable feat for a Republican. In 1972 election, he doubled down on the racist rhetoric and won every single state in the South. Since that election, no Democratic candidate has won a majority of the old Confederate states, formerly known as the Solid South. The old Confederate states fused into a Republican voting bloc few Democrats have been able to penetrate. In 1981, Lee Atwater, the political campaign architect who refined the Southern strategy for kindly old Ronald Reagan and kindly old Herbert Walker Bush, described the Republican Party's willing, winning template to winning public office in the South. You start out, and I'm quoting here, you start out in 1954 by saying nigger, nigger, nigger. By 1968, you can't say nigger. That offends and hurts you and backfires. So you say stuff like force busing, states' rights, and all that stuff. You're getting so abstract. Now you're talking about cutting taxes, and all these things you're talking about are totally economic things, and a byproduct of them is blacks get hurt worse than whites. We, would, we want to cut this is more abstract than ever, than even busing, or even a hell of a lot more abstract than what you really want to say. Nigger. In 1968, Nixon also initiated a drug war, which was nothing other than a GOP-originated race war. John Ehrlichman, former jailed creep, and I mean creep, not committed to reelect the president, and assistant to the president, he confessed this before he died, about the whole drug war. You want to know what the, and I'm quoting here, you want to know what this war on drugs was really about? The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and the blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities and fill up prisons. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. You know, kind of like apartheid. Did we know we were lying about drugs, Serlikman said rhetorically? Of course we did. This didn't stop kindly old Ronald Reagan when he became president. In the 1980s, a Democratic Congress refused to fund right-wing death squads formed by the Contras in South America. 
It's then that a it's then that a Republican administration figured out how to fund their little Southern American revolution operation. This was revealed by San Jose Mercury news reporter Gary Webb, who said in his article, for better part of a decade, a San Francisco Bay Area drug ring sold tons of cocaine to the Crips and Bloods street gangs of Los Angeles and funneled millions in drug profits to a Latin American guerrilla army run by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency. This drug network opened the first pipeline between Colombia's cocaine cartels and the black neighborhoods of Los Angeles, a city now known as the crack capital of the world. The cocaine that flooded in helped spark a crack explosion in urban America and provided the cash and connections needed for L.A.'s gangs to buy automatic weapons to go up against, you guessed it, the cops. You know, the Republicans love the cops. Gary Webb, of course, was run out of business, but later disclosures showed him to be absolutely correct. The Contras were funded by drug operations. We'd like to talk to Gary Webb about that, but on December 10th, 2004, the journalist was found dead in his apartment with two thirty-eight caliber bullets in his head. The unkindly old George Bush Sr. ran the most racist ad in American campaign history. It was for Willie Horton. It was uh, the Willie Horton ad, excuse me. Early on, Bush looked like he might lose in Mass- to Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis. Then the GOP painted the picture that they would always paint, the savage black man coming to kill your white women in an ad that ran like this, with Willie Horton's image staring back at every middle-class couple in white America. Bush and Dukakis on crime. Bush supports the death penalty for first-degree murderers. Dukakis not only opposes the death penalty, he allowed first-degree murderers to have weekend passes from prison. One was Willie Horton, who murdered a boy in a robbery, stabbing him 19 times. Despite a life sentence, Horton received 10 weekend passes from prison. Horton fled, kidnapped a young couple, stabbing the man and repeatedly raping his girlfriend. Weekend prison passes. Dukakis on crime. The truth is, what we're seeing with Trump is Republican racism and fascism in its purest form. From a party that has spent decades engendering, fostering, and depending on racism to win elections. If you doubt that, here's a little library of the GOP's greatest hits. Come on, see if you can identify the Republicans before Trump, along with the Republicans right now. Here it is. In Chicago, they found a woman who holds the record. She used 80 names, 30 addresses, 15 telephone numbers to collect food stamps, Social Security, veterans' benefits for four non-existent deceased veterans' husbands, as well as welfare. Her tax-free cash income alone has been running $150,000 a year. Some people say, well, they're soft on crime. No, they're not soft on crime. They're pro-crime. They want crime. They want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bull****! They are not owed that. Joe Biden's five million illegal aliens are on the verge of replacing you, replacing your jobs, and replacing your kids in school. And coming from all over the world, they're also replacing your culture. 
And that's not great for America. There's nothing like listening to Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan laughing a little bit about the darkies, you know. So you see, the problem is I have a memory. And the problem with Americans is they don't. Only half a month and a half ago, the GOP and its rigged Supreme Court took away a woman's right to choose that had been there for 50 years. By election day, the American public, with the attention span of a puppy on acid, will forget all about that. As the GOP goes back to the tried and true formula of hating on immigrants and screaming the N-word, but not really. And finally, Americans will fall for it. Why do I say that? Because they always have. I desperately want you to prove me wrong, America, so I implore you, register and vote. You should also consider arresting Trump while you can, because in six months, you won't be able to. But I'll tell you, if America elects Trump again or allows these fascist scum into power, I'm going to have a ceremony in my backyard here in Australia. It's a bonfire, and my passport is going in the flames as I mourn the death of the country that I love so much. Register and vote. Stand or die. That's all for me this week. I know this last bit hasn't been funny. Maybe next show. And now a little music in honor of the Republican Party. This is from Randy Newman in 1968, and it's true of the Republicans today. Good night. Last night I saw Lester Maddox on a TV show With some smart-ass New York Jew And the Jew laughed at Lester Maddox the audience laughed at Lester Maddox too Well he may be a fool but he's awful And if they think they're better than him they're wrong So I went to the park and I took some paper along And that's where I made this song We talk real funny down here We drink too much Laugh too loud
down. <laughs>